0: Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Dolphins Podcast. Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh
1: Houts. Hard Knocks airs every Tuesday night. I do a little recap for it on the Finnsider. Go check that out. Gentlemen. This episode of Hard Knocks, we knew it was going to be kind of tough to watch because while the Dolphins won 34 to 14, 13, they suffered a major, major injury. Uh, We knew Hard Knocks was going to address Jalen Phillips and his torn Achilles, but I think from the first moment of the first scene, I knew it was going to be a tough one to watch because I think they featured him basically start to finish.
2: Oh, yeah. And you you have to imagine they did that on purpose. They want to tug at the heartstrings. They want to they want to you know, build them up just so they can not necessarily tear them down, but uh, just so the, the rest of us can be torn down watching it happen. I'm not going to lie. I, I teared up like actual real life waterworks, you know, welling in my eyes watching that one. Uh, and uh, I, I let my kids stay up and watch with me. Uh, we're an hour behind you guys, so I'm not that bad of a parent. They're not staying up till what 11 p.m. You guys got to stay up to watch this show. didn't do it 10 regardless that's that's too late for me certainly too much for my children but i let them stay up and watch it with the caveat i say just because they say curse words on this show doesn't mean you can say them in real life and my god does mike mcdaniel curse so much more than i expected him to he cusses so much uh which is fine but uh yeah i i I teared up watching the the jalen phillips injury you know just something about a a grown man crying that that gets you in your feels like that. And he knew it right away. It, it, it almost looked like he had injured the Achilles or felt something was off the play before the cameras even kind of panned down to his, his ankle, his, his foot area um, as he was looked like he was readjusting a knee pad and almost kind of like shaking it out a little bit. So you almost wonder if it, if there was a partial tear on the play before and then, and then the full tear uh, the following play there, but you know, you saw it happen uh, during the game and they showed the replay of it and you felt bad then, but to, to, to just hear him speak about the injury, you know, coming from his own mouth there and then to hear his teammates react to the injury and, and see the reaction in the locker room. It was just, it was just a heart wrenching uh, experience and uh, you know, a good watch, but a hard watch and uh, you know, just wishing, wishing him the best Uh, With his recovery and and hopefully, you know, he'll come back even stronger from this. But yeah, definitely a hard watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all knew what was going to happen. It still somehow was so difficult to watch. I kind of relate it to a reality show. I don't know if you guys watch some of these things. I mean, I'm a big top chef throughout those episodes, whenever someone's getting ready to go home, they almost kind of foreshadow it and kind of give you a little bit more of a background story on that specific person. That's kind of felt like what they were doing here. You know, they were telling you about Jalen Phillips, all the history behind his injuries, but to see him go down, to see him, like you said, Merrick, those real tears come out of his eyes. Um, People make fun of me maybe, but I, I was also weeping. I mean, it felt like I watched a notebook for the first time because um, I said it before, Jalen Phillips is at the top of my list of my favorite players. And then to, uh, you know, see how much it, you know how devastated he was because again he was playing his first, uh, his best football. So um, it was definitely heartbreaker, and I had the Kleenex nearby because it was a little bit sad.
1: Oh come on, man! You had a great comparison for it. What was it like watching that? Which, which what I say? What what I tweet out? The red the notebook. Wedding? Oh yeah,
0: the Okay, yeah. I, I would much rather watch that though. Does Merrick understand the red wedding? I don't know.
2: I've never yeah. seen game of Thrones. Brutal,
0: no. brutal. Well, it's a, uh, an infamous episode. And I think I'd rather go back and rewatch that and uh, see this happen. Cause again, we all knew it was going to happen, but it definitely hurt. But thanks Jake. Thanks for reminding Dory that uh, what he tweeted last night. Cause I'm telling you, man, I did not <laughs> even remember that.
1: Hey, I, I, you're, you're a funny, you're a talented person. I'm just, I'm just trying to pull it out. Step by step. Um, uh, Merrick, were you surprised with how much they did talk about Jalen Phillips? Because I I think the key here is understanding that, I mean, Jalen Phillips has an outstanding uh, story. Medically retired in college at UCLA, went to Miami and was an absolute stud, and just continued to work and battle back. And on top of that, just to hear all his teammates, I mean, Bradley Chubb specifically talking about just being there for Jalen Phillips, I mean... It felt like a lot to include in an episode, but I mean, the storytelling, it was just, you, you said it best, that it was a hard watch, but it was a very good watch.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that they featured him. Uh, he's First of all, he's a good player. He's a great, great young ascending player in the National Football League. And unfortunately, they're not going to get to talk about him much more moving forward, depending on how much he's around the team. And who knows, maybe we'll get some features uh, with him in you know rehab and things like that. I hope we do. That would actually be really nice to watch uh his, his journey and you know, maybe get to see him coming out of the operating room, getting that surgery and everything like that. But but he's he's a he's a really good player for the Miami Dolphins. He was playing his best game this season when the injury happened.
1: He was so, hooping. That's yeah, the, when he, he, he said hooping. that it broke my heart. When he was on the cart and he just says, I was even hooping dog. I mean, oh, that hurt me so much. And then wh- What what was the first scene? Wasn't it McDaniel talking about like, this is going to be your breakout game where you show everyone that you are. Oh man, dude. It just.
2: Yeah. He said he was going to be a household name following this game. And and unfortunately I think a lot of people did learn who Jalen Phillips was because of the injury. Um, but they really need to know how great of a football player he is and the injuries that he overcame in college, the injuries that he overcame at the beginning of this season. And, and you know, he's talked about the mental toll that those injuries took on him. Um, and unfortunately, he's, he suffered another major injury uh, just this past week. So, Wishing him the best. I know it It already looks like his teammates are, are, are sending him as much positivity as possible. It sounds like he's going to be around the team quite a bit moving forward. Um, that's really one awesome thing about this Miami Dolphins team is they seem like such a close-knit group. It seems like everybody's got each other's backs, including the coaching staff. Mike McDaniel, you're getting a, a great glimpse into the kind of human being that Mike McDaniel is. Um, you know, through this, this hard knocks experience. We're only through two episodes so far. So we'll get an even deeper look into Mike McDaniel as a human being, as we move forward. But he just seems like the perfect coach for this generation of athlete. You know what I mean? I think we talked about this, you know, when the dolphins hired him, we were, we were kind of skeptical. We were wondering, Hey, can a guy who looks like this, who sounds like this, who talks like this, can he lead a bunch of jocks, a bunch of football players and the answer to that question has been yes, absolutely, a resounding yes. And and that's because he is such a great human being, and that translates over uh, to, to his football coaching style. These players understand that this coach truly and genuinely cares about them as human beings, not just numbers on the back of jerseys. You know what I mean? So uh, Mike McDaniel, great coach. Jalen Phillips, a great young player. Hard Knocks, a great show to watch so far. Um, And hopefully, you know, hopefully we can continue to get this quality content because I I really enjoyed uh, this second episode, even though it was uh, a
1: difficult watch at times. Josh, I mean, Merrick's sitting here raving about how this Dolphins team is together and they're working in the right direction. I mean, isn't that exactly what Brandon Gibson was doing when he was answering all of Mike Wallace's questions during press conferences? Isn't that the same thing? Aren't those great teammates? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the exact same thing, right? And I, I even tweeted out
0: what the last time a Dolphins player had what ten t- plus touchdowns is Mike Wallace or something like that. So, um, you know, the similarities are there. The similarities are there, right? Um, but it, it was devastating this whole episode. He was mentioning Mike McDaniel. I don't know if you wanna, if you guys even talked about a little bit, but that that clip of him getting, uh, what do get? Roundhouse kicked in the shoulder, and then. <laughs>
2: And then elbowed in the ball, say
0: the word baby maker. I mean, it was, I was dying laughing at that. So um, there was some light moments in this episode, but anytime you lose your stud pass rusher, again, like you both said, you know, he discussed those dark places he went. So all that's in the back of your mind, but I do think, you know, his uh, rebirth, you know, the rehab is going to be much better than um, what we saw before. And to think that Jalen Phillips might even take his game to the next level. I mean, Oh man, that's scary.
1: Some people were, Bringing up what Cameron Wake did in 2016 after he tore his Achilles and how the monster season he had, so I mean it's definitely it's the farthest thing from a death sentence, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Jalen Phillips back out on the field. I mean even just seeing everyone doing this like dance on the field together was just so much fun <laughs> to watch. And now the Dolphins found themselves in a tough spot because Jalen Phillips was leading the team with six and a half sacks. The same thing was true. Christian Wilkins is right there with him with six and a half sacks, but the Dolphins. Felt like they needed to make a move. They needed to make a change. So, Merrick, Jason, Justin Pierre-Paul is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. Nope, Delta. you had
2: it. Jason Pierre-Paul.
1: Oh, my God. Talk about a Wednesday. I've You're I probably Monday thinking
2: out? of his former uh, teammate, Justin
1: Tuck. Of course. Ex- you got, yes. Yes, indeed.
2: Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul signed to the Miami Dolphins uh, off of the New Orleans Saints practice squad. Hasn't seen a lot of action this season. He is 34 years old. He's in his 14th year uh, in the National Football League. Uh, But last season, he was with the Baltimore Ravens. He played in 13 games, I believe, and, and ended up getting three and a half sacks. So he was a contributor there. He played over 500 snaps on defense for the Baltimore Ravens. So certainly not washed up. Uh, as of yet, he spent time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had a Pro Bowl season in 2020 for them, uh, and then, of course, he was drafted by the New York Giants in 2010, had a couple Pro Bowl years with them, had an All-Pro, first-team All-Pro season, his second year in the league with them, won a Super Bowl over the New England Patriots, so we'll we'll give him props for that, but uh, a veteran presence in this locker room, uh, a championship-caliber uh, defender, and and I think Josh said it on on Twitter. We went from JP to JPP. So, uh if if we if we can get a little bit extra from JPP, uh then then we're expecting, then that'll be a bonus. But just a, another another body that you can put in that room. I really like I really like uh his fit in this defense uh, based on his size. He's a big guy. He's a big dude, which I think is actually going to going to help them Uh, in terms of stopping the run, not necessarily, you know, getting to the quarterback, bringing him down for sacks. I think uh, Andrew Van Ginkle is going to stay in that role. uh, But I think they're going to kind of divvy up Jalen Phillips's role amongst uh, Pierre-Paul Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Ogbo as well, uh, who who ended up having, uh, I believe it was a... A, a sack and a half, one and a half sacks against the New York Jets last Friday, and you know people forget he's making seventeen million dollars a year, so it's time for him to go out there and earn some of that money. But between those three, between Van Ginkel, Agba, uh, and and the newly acquired uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, I think I think the Dolphins are going to be all right. You know, it's hard to replace somebody the caliber of Jalen Phillips, but I think they're going to be all right in the pass rush department, the edge defender department but but I do like the Pierre Paul edition um, he, he's been a, a a veteran a longtime player in this league um, he's a consummate professional and and I think that he's happy to be back home you know he's a South Florida native so he has a little bit extra incentive to play and I, I actually just read uh, he made some comments today after practice, where the saints actually offered him a spot on their 53 man roster when the dolphins were trying to poach him. And after, you know, thinking over, thinking it over for a little bit, he chose to come to the Miami dolphins, Uh, you know, a little, he wanted to come back home. And and you have to think that he views the dolphins as a better football team than the new Orleans saints. And, And more championship caliber squad than what New Orleans has put on the field this year. So uh, JPP coming to Miami, chose the Dolphins over the Saints, and we're going to be happy to have him. Now let's see what he can do once once he hits the field.
0: Yeah, I got to go back and delete some of my old tweets. I apparently uh, Photoshopped his head on Jamie Lannister from uh, Game of Thrones when he got his hand chopped off. So there's some tweets I got to go back and delete. But at this stage of the uh, season, I mean, were you really going to find a better depth option? I mean, you mentioned Andrew Van Ginkle, Emmanuel but I mean, getting Jason Pierre-Paul at this stage of his career. I mean, yeah, he, he's closer to Washington, but he is a depth piece. And he's going to be able to stop the run, like you mentioned, has some sacks. I've written down uh, 36 sacks in the last five years, 58 quarterback hits, three interceptions. 94 and a half total sacks throughout his career. So um, we know what he's done before he got here, but it sounds like like you said he wanted to come to Miami. He said, this is an opportunity for me to come home and try to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's not anything else you really want to hear from a player at this point. And uh, again, I don't think you're going to find a better depth piece out there than Jason Pierre-Paul. I know some Dolphin fans, We're upset it wasn't Melvin Ingram. I mean, I think we all would have welcomed him back with open arms, but let's see what Jason Pierre-Paul can do, because at one point he was one of the most uh, terrorizing pass rushers in all of football, right? And, uh, yeah.
2: I don't know about Uh, you guys, but it seemed like there were two options there. They put in a claim for Derek Barnett, uh, formerly of the Eagles. Uh, The Houston Texans had higher waiver priority, and they were able to get him. But between the two options, Barnett and and JPP, I think – in you know this late in the season as a reserve player i think i'd rather have jason pierre paul on the squad even though he's considerably older than Derek barnett but Derek barnett has been an underwhelming player in this league uh and last season Derek barnett only had two sacks whereas jpp had, had three and a half so i think you're actually getting a little bit better of a player a little bit bigger of a frame and you're getting that that uh you know championship pedigree when you bring jpp in
1: yeah. I think the thing that was so impressive about this Miami Dolphins defense entering the year was just the the size of that defensive front. And, and Jalen Phillips is a big dude. And I think that JPP kind of um, uh, simulates that really well. Uh, the thing I'm interested to see is that someone like JPP compared to, I'd say like a Melvin Ingram provides the Dolphins with flexibility where I think you can have him on the field a little bit longer than where I think Melvin Ingram, you could kind of get him and pick on him a little bit uh, near the end. I was, even eyeballing Trey Flowers a little bit, another guy that's available on the open market. But Merrick, what does JPP do for someone like Andrew Van Ginkle? Because, I mean, you look at the stats here. He has four sacks, seven tackles for a loss, but he also has four passes defended. This is someone who has that flexibility to be an important piece on this defense, both rushing the passer and in coverage. So, how important was it for Miami to maintain its flexibility and not really just kind of hope that, hey, Andrew Van Dinkle, you got to go be this full-time edge rusher?
2: Yeah, I think it was really important. Considering how much linebacker ABG has been playing this year, middle linebacker in particular, I think Vic Fangio still wanted to leave that as an option for this defense. Um, And certainly AVG will be getting plenty of pass rush snaps as well. They'll rotate guys in and out, but you're right to have that flexibility, to have the option of allowing Van Ginkle to, to line up as a middle linebacker, have JPP on the edge there. You can drop Van Ginkle in cover coverage. You can send him on the blitz. You know, we know he's great plays with his hair on fire when he's rushing the passer like that. Um, And it allows you to be less, predictable with things like that if it was strictly just well we're going to put jpp in there when we think it's going to be a run and we're going to put avg in there when we think it's going to be a pass if i can figure that out as a 37 year old father of two sitting on my couch watching watching televisions on sunday afternoon then these millionaire coaches of uh, professional football teams could certainly figure it out as well so it allows them to stay multiple uh, and not not get figured out there a little bit yeah, it doesn't
0: hurt anything to bring him in, right? I mean, it's just going to help the Dolphins' defense out, and hopefully he can make an impact down the stretch because um, we're going to need someone to step up with Jalen Phillips out. And um, like you mentioned, man, Andrew Van Ginkle has a dynamic that he can play all over. Let's see how Jason Pierre-Paul gets in there. But let's be honest, Emmanuel Agba is going to be that guy that we really want to see step up, right, and prove that he's worth all that money that we kind of thought he might have been at one point in, our, in his career.
1: Emmanuel Agba currently has four sacks. How many sacks does Jay PP and Emmanuel Agba each end the year with where I'd like to get your predictions for those two and if JPP can get close to catching Agba,
2: I don't think he will I don't think he's going to play as many snaps as as Agba will I think Agba, you know with a little bit more familiarity in the scheme he's been with the team all offseason but you know it, to be fair it took him a little while to, to to pick it up and who knows if he's 100% comfortable within the scheme yet so I think we're going to get maybe two, two and a half sacks out of JPP through the end of the year. Uh, so he wouldn't reach that four that Agba already has, but I think we're going to get maybe three or four more from Ogba this season uh, over the next six games, which would be nice. That'd be nice to see um, which would put him at seven or eight sacks by the time this season concludes, at least the regular season.
0: He answered. I was going to say they would get 10 combined, but he just did the math and, equaled out to 10 so he pretty much just stole my answer but yeah combined they'll total 10 i don't know if they will pass uh emmanuel agba i was a little surprised you said he had four already but um yeah they're gonna step up and i think they'll surprise some people especially jason pierre paul but um we shouldn't really expect him to come in right away and light the world on fire right this is going to be something that takes a few weeks for him to get acclimated and really get out there and be part of that big band defense.